where you going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Hanukkah Sameach, and morning. It's Monday morning. Get ready. You're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom's on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account. But it's fast. It's easy. It's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Sometimes on YouTube. That will definitely not be today. Then you can catch the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Sometimes BitChute. Uh, just look for The Road to Concord. <clears throat> you can go to the blog page. That's theroadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at theroadtoconcord.com. He's a little slower right now, but he'll eventually get around to emailing you back. Uh, phones are on today, but only for registered numbers. We accept calls from regular known classmates. If you wish to call in and are a regular classmate, you may request phone access through an email, and I might let you in. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, and subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Warn them. Warn them, you will find out today. Joe is an acquired taste. This show is listener-sponsored, meaning we can't get business advertising because they wouldn't do it. And that's also why we can say whatever we want. Because they're not telling us what to do. So with that said, we ask for your participation on a value-for-value basis. If you find this scary show of value to you... They're hoping for a scary show, Charlie. ...an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page and the show description on Rumble and the comments on the other feeds. And today's show is not scary, by the way. It's apocalyptic, I'm sure. I don't even know what he's covering yet, for, for all of it anyway. I know some of it, and no, you, you do not want to be here. I don't want to be here. Joe doesn't want to be here. No, I don't. I don't know do why you guys are here. I don't. I don't. Hey, I don't, I don't. we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. You soon realize we not might be the smartest, but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. John Quest, this is my show. I dish out the fines. I won. You owe me a dozen donuts. Uh, yes, AI. Just saying, um, I was programmed to be here, so I don't have much of a choice. All right. <laughs> okay. This is going to be one of those shows. I, 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 a lot of people are hyperbolic, especially on the internet. You know, they hype things up. You know, Alex Jones comes to mind sometimes. You know, they're turning the frogs gay. Whatever. If you are one of the ones who, in our world, who has a hard time dealing with scary reality, this is not a show for you today. In all seriousness, you're excused. We'll pause for a few seconds. You can get your books. You can get up and you can leave the classroom. You might not want to be here. For those of you who need a little primer to this, I have always 
known they want to overthrow this country. I've known it for a long time now, and I've never been able to figure out how they're going to get past the one stumbling block in their way that, that, and it's not the second amendment. They're not worried about that. There's another stumbling block. I've never been able to figure out how they got to get past this. How are they going to do this? Well, last week, a lawyer friend of mine in Texas gave me the key and all the pieces fell into place. And now I know how they're going to do it. I just don't know when. I suspect it'll be soon. And now I now I, I've always held out hope that they would fail. Now I'm pretty sure they're going to succeed. And uh, I'm going to show you what I'm looking at. You don't have to agree with me today. That's okay. But if you've been in class for a long time, you know, where I've had a chance to recruit you into my cult, you know, the cult of objective reality, red pill. This is going to be a day of days. Um, I got to give you a little primer first. All of this goes back to a Rush Limbaugh show in 1994. Rush was telling a story. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, I can never remember his name. The senator with the bad army was wounded in uh, World War II in Italy. He ran for president back then. I, I cannot remember his name now. Delma, Delma, um, Dole, Senator Dole. All right. Senator Dole went to one of these, you know, pre-election. Yes. Thanks, Arctic Tortoise. You had it too. He went to one of these things, you know, when you're working on the primaries, kind of like a CPAC meeting or something. And he was talking about something dealing with the second amendment. And after it was over, and Rush, this is this is the story Rush told. It's still in his archives if you want to dig for it. And a, a representative of the NRA came up to um, Senator Dole and handed him, one of Senator Dole's aides, rather, senior aides, hands him a magazine and had an article in it. I think it was Field and Stream or a hunting magazine or something, but it was the, the article sponsored by the NRA. Turned out that they had done a survey of NCOs and in, in, in enlisted ranks in the Marine Corps, E4 and below. E4 is corporal. That's the first non-commissioned officer rank in the Marine Corps. These are the lower ranks. These are the people who are on their first enlistments. And this is back in 90, 93, 94 when the survey was taken. And they asked him if the Supreme Court rules that you do not have an individual right to own a weapon. And the president says that we're going to take the weapons up. Would you fire on the American people who refused to surrender their weapons? And at that time, there was like 60 or 70% of the enlisted ranks said no. And almost all of the corporals said, no, that's an unlawful order. I would arrest whoever gave the order. Now, it was expected that these people, being Marines, you know, they're real good. They follow orders that they would follow orders. And it scared the people who took the survey because they realized that the military were still part of a republic where they rank and file citizen soldier will think for themselves. And Dole's people, Dole's people, according to Rush, told the NRA, we never considered that, that the military would not obey their orders. So up until just last week, I always thought the military was our bulwark and would help us. 
And I knew that they would have to get rid of the United States military somehow before they could take over. I now know how they're going to do that. And I will show you before the end of today's show. But where we have to go first, you know, it's the rise and fall of the American empire. We have to do a little review. It's time for review. Y'all have had this before. Somewhere along the line, well, most of you, if you're over the age of 35 or 40, you probably had something on the way of a Western civilization class. I don't know how good it was or how in-depth it was or how detailed, but you, most of us, if we're over a certain age, have had some semblance of Western civilization classes in school. I don't know that they even teach this anymore. They should, but they, I don't think they do. Because you would have gone over the fall of the Roman Empire. Oh, boy, do we have to do a review. You go to your homework today, you know, the roadtoconcord.com, the blog page, you're going to find a slideshow in there. And I've taken a few of their slides. Fair use, I hope. It's downloadable. I can download it for free. So I'm hoping this is okay. I've edited it a little bit as well. But this is one of the slides. Why did the Roman Empire fall? This is the basic trouble. This, this comes from the rise and fall of the Roman Empire and a couple of other books dealing with the subject. I think there's one thing missing, but it's, it's relevant today. I'll mention it later, though. So the basic trouble was that very few inhabitants of the empire believed that the old civilization was worth saving. As we read through this today, folks, I want you to ask yourself, does this apply to us in the United States today? Says, and there's a lot of people in this country who don't think America's it's just all white slavery and, and racism and blah, 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 blah. Says the overwhelming majority of the population had been systematically excluded from the political their political responsibilities. They could not organize to protect themselves. They could not serve in the army. Their economic plight was hopeless. Most of them were serfs bound to the soil. And the small urban group saw their cities slipping into uninterrupted decline. Then the decline of Rome was the natural and inevitable effect of immoderate greatness, in other words, large size. The introduction of Christianity had some influence on the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. The clergy successfully preached the doctrine and principle of patience. The active virtues of a society were discouraged, and the last remains of military spirit were buried in the cloister, a sacred religious place. A large portion of public and private wealth were consecrated set apart to the demands of charity and devotion. Today, folks, a large number of the Christians think that politics is not their responsibility and they won't fight to preserve the nation. Same problem. That's not what Yeshua taught, but let's not worry about that. That's for a Wednesday, right? Document number three. First, the economic factor. While the empire was expanding, its prosperity, its wealth, was fed by plunder. You know, colonialism, right? Colonization and all that stuff. Stolen wealth and by new markets in the semi-barbaric savage provinces. When the empire ceased or stopped expanding, however, economic progress soon ceased. It stopped. The abundance or the large quantity of slaves led to the growth of Latifundia, the great estates that came to dominate or rule over agriculture and ruin the free colony or the farmers who drifted to cities to add to the unemployment there. 
the abundance of slaves kept wages low. Oh my gosh, we might have to come back and revisit all of these slides in a few minutes. Document four. Part of the money went into the maintenance of the army and the vast bureaucracy required to centralize by centralized government. The expense led to strangling taxation. The heart was taken out of the enterprising men. Tenants fled from their farms and businesses and workers from their occupations, their jobs. Private enterprises or businesses were crushed, and the state was forced to take over many kinds of business to keep the machine running. People learned to expect something for nothing. The old Roman virtues of self-reliance and initiative were lost in part of the population on relief, in other words, welfare. The central government undertook such far-reaching responsibility in affairs that the fiber of the citizens were weakened. Document 5. Rome, like all great empires, was not overthrown by ex external enemies, but undermined by internal decay. The military crisis was the result of a proud old aristocracy, shortages of children. Consequently, foreigners poured in. The Roman army and the army was composed mostly of Germans. What's this got to do with everything? We might come back to this. Let's see. First of all, though, you've heard this many times before. A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. For the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims, and he wears their face and there are in their garments, arguments rather. He appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of the nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. The traitor is the plague. Marcus Tullius Cicero, 106 to 43 BC. He's a Roman statesman. Well before Rome fell. Next slide. Whoever made this slide presentation chose poorly for the background color here. I know it's going to be hard to read. I'll do the best I can to read it for you. Why did the Roman Empire fail? Politically, beginning about the year 200, the orderly secession to the throne had been characterized the empire throughout its history ended. Rival factions of the army fought civil wars and installed their own candidates as emperor. During one 50-year period, 26 different emperors ruled from Rome. Of this number, 25 were murdered. Such instability in government weakened Rome and made it vulnerable to attack from Germanic tribes in the north. Militarily, Roman soldiers became less disciplined and loyal. They gave their allegiance not to Rome, but to their commanders, who fought amongst themselves for the throne. To defend against the increasing threats to the empire, the government began to recruit mercenaries, foreign soldiers who fought for money. While the mercenaries would accept lower pay than the Romans, they felt little sense of loyalty to the emperor. Economics. Hostile Germanic tribes outside of the boundaries of the empire and, and pirates on the Mediterranean Sea disrupted trade. Having reached their limit of expansion, the Romans lacked new sources of gold and silver. Desperate for revenue, the government raised taxes. As a result, a drain of gold and silver, the government also started mining coins, uh, making coins, or minting them rather, that contained less and less silver. 
it hoped to create more money with the same amount of precious metal. However, the economy soon suffered from inflation, a drastic drop in the value of money coupled with a rise in prices. Agricultural faced uh, equally serious problems. Harvests in Italy and Western Europe became increasingly meager because overworked soil had lost its fertility. Years of war had also destroyed much farmland. Eventually, serious food shortages and disease spread and the population declined. Then social. Feelings of loyalty eventually weakened among the average citizens as well. In the past, Romans cared so deeply about their republic, they, they willingly sacrificed their lives for it. Conditions in the latter centuries of the empire caused citizens to lose their sense of patriotism. They became indifferent to the empire's fate. And we'll come back to this in a minute. All right, folks. Any of this ringing any bells? Does any of this sound familiar? Does any of this sound like something that we've seen before? I want us to go back through this again real quick. Now we're going to compare it to today. We'll get to the headlines today. It is Manic Monday. But let's set the stage here before we start reviewing the headlines. Because the headlines might mean something entirely different to us after we get done with this. Document one again, right? The basic trouble was that very few inhabitants of the empire believed that the old civilization was worth saving. Well, don't think that it's going to take hundreds of years for the United States to collapse. This, the same process can happen faster, especially in a world that moves as quick as we do, you know, at the speed of electrons, where everybody is one big city now in this world. Things can happen quicker now. So do we live in a country where a large part of the civilization no longer thinks this country is worth uh, preserving? Yes, we do. The overwhelming majority of the population had been systematically excluded from the political process or responsibilities. Has the bulk of the American people been excluded from the political process? I would say yes, it has. They could no longer organize to protect themselves. Can we organize in a way that protects ourselves? No, we can't. We're dominated by two parties that control everything. Grassroots movements are squelched. Remember, when the, when the Tea Party first started, who is its number one enemy? The Republican Party. They're the ones who moved to kill it. And then they incorporated it. And when it first started, Rush Limbaugh was against it. And when it was all over with, he told you he was for it from the beginning. He lied. It's in his records. If you dig back through it to the when the Tea Party first started, you'll find he was against it. So toward the latter end, he just told you he was for it all the, all the whole time. Remember that show he did where he came out supporting Bill Clinton for a half hour and then spent the next two and a half hours telling you he never said that. And by the end of the show, people were defending him saying he never said that. He was showing you that the elites, they have scientifically figured out how to manipulate you. They know that you will believe certain things because you want to. So. Yeah, be, be careful with this, folks. The Republican Party is not your friend. We've been excluded from the political process and we cannot organize to defend ourselves. It says now they can't serve in the army. In our case, most Americans don't want to serve in the army. And most who hate the country won't. So you have the same thing here. The reason they would want to serve in the army then was to, to provide for themselves, to get paid, to eat. But you have the same problem going on here now. It's just showing itself in a different way. It says their economic plight was hopeless. Well, the masses of America, they think it's hopeless, and it's getting that way now. You know, we're building back better, all right, for the elite. 
Most of them were serfs bound to the soil. That's what they want to do with you and I. That's what a 15-minute city is. Only they're not going to bound you to the soil. They're going to bind you to the city. Small urban groups saw their cities slipping into uninterrupted decline. How many large cities, the inner city, is vibrant and thriving? Or is that where the ghettos are? Remember, the city is alive on the outskirts. The inside is dead to cancer, you know, where these parasites are in control of everything. Why do the outskirts still thrive? Because that's where, that's the border between the city and the urban area around it. Without the urban area, the city dies. Document two, the decline of Rome was the natural and inevitable effect of an immoderate greatness, too large a size. Well, in this case, the America doesn't have an empire anymore. We've given that up, but our empire is government itself. So the introduction of Christianity had some influence. It has here this time too. In this case, it's the decay of Christianity. It basically has removed Christians from the political playing field. It did so in Rome as well. It, that's not what the Savior taught, by the way. But anyway, the first, the economic factor, while the empire was expanding, it was prosperous. So after World War II, when we had no economic competition in the world because it had all been destroyed by the war, we were prosperous. And leading up to that in World War I, we had a little bit of the same thing. But now finally, you know, robber barons and all these things, plunder, wealth is stolen. Well, it's stolen today. The system has been made such that the rich get rich off of nothing. So you have a semi-barbaric, savage provinces. Well, we see some of that here in this country. California, what we have is states that have run amok. So the empire stops expanding. Economic progress stops. We're, we're in stagflation right now. The abundance or a large quantity of slaves, in other words, cheap labor, it leads to the growth of these um, estates, but now we call them corporations. And they come to dominate agriculture. Who are the two largest agriculture owners in the United States today? Bill Gates in China? Through corporations? Yes, this parallels. This is the same thing, folks. So the farmers are drifting into the cities. The people who can no longer farm, they drift into the cities, which adds to the unemployment there, which the abundance of slave keeps the wages low. Keeps the ghettos high, keeps people on welfare. Says part of the money went into the maintaining of the army and the military. Our military is a third part of our budget, man. It's huge. And then the bureaucracy of a centralized government. You know, Woodrow freaking Wilson's dream. Well, that costs money to keep it up. Because the bureaucracies never reduce themselves. They always grow. You know, they think of themselves as a business. If you're not growing, you're dying. So the expense leads to strangling taxation. Folks, we are taxed and taxed and taxed and taxed again to the point that even the unemployed is paying 20 to 30% of what they're given by the government back to the government in taxes. Yes, you are. You just don't see it. They have hid the number of taxes on all different levels. So, yep, we've got taxation. So tenants are fleeing their farms and businesses and workmen from their occupation. In other words, a lot of small businesses are closing. They're just not worth it anymore. Now, I know this feeling. It's one of the biggest reasons I want to close my business. My business depends on affordable shipping. I know as a fact that the reason Walmart and Amazon can ship so cheaply is because you and I are being made to carry the cost. They get these big, huge contracts, you know, because it's bulk business. You and I spend three times, four times more than we should have to 
to send our packages to our friends and neighbors so that we can subsidize these big corporations. I know that's what's happening. So small businesses, they come under this ever-increasing regulation that's designed to support major corporations and the government. They just quit. In 2020, COVID shutdowns, that was designed to shut down small businesses. So people learn to expect something for nothing. We already live in a country like that. You, you, you and I, I don't know. In this class, you might know better, but most people, they think money just comes out of thin air. It's government. It's the government's money. Where do you think the government got the money? Well, used to be they took it from you and I. Now they just print it. We'll get to that in a minute. So the old Roman virtues of self-reliance and initiative were lost in the part of the population that was on welfare. That's the whole point of welfare, to make you dependent. And once you're dependent on something, you worship it. It's what you trust. That's what you believe in. So the central government undertook such far-reaching responsibility and affairs that the fiber of the citizens was weakened. That's what's happened to this country. Don't think this was by mistake. This is by design. It says Rome, like all great empires, was not overthrown by external enemies, but by undermined by internal decay. We have multiple facets of undermining decay in this country. Subversion at many levels, academia, government, the military, law enforcement. You have organizations within this country working to overthrow it. We'll, we'll get to some of those before the show is over. I'll show you their names. I'll show you their faces. I'll show you what they've said. They're all doing it for different reasons, but they're all doing it. Remember, we got to fundamentally transform this nation. He didn't mean restore it. He meant change it into something else. So you have these proud aristocracy. This is, this is ruling families there. Shortages of children. Yes, we have a population decline in this country of Native Americans. You have an army composed mostly of Germans, right? Foreigners. Hold on to that. There's, there's Cicero. Let's blow this one back up so I can read it. Political problems, beginning about the year 200. The orderly secession of power. Have we seen a problem with the orderly secession of power in this country? Yes, we have. Yes. I don't know that we've had a free, fair, and open election since Gore and Bush. Maybe before that. I know that we have not had a legitimate election since 2012. I know that as a fact. I've done my homework that's not the subject of today's show, but I know as a fact that I do not trust any election since 2012. I don't believe them. So yeah, we've got the same problem here. The military, Roman soldiers just decline in their loyalty to the country. Have we seen that anywhere? Yeah, we have. Katrina, the National Guard collected people's weapons. That's an unlawful act, and yet they did it. And they've done it in more than one place. The military is being used to help with law enforcement on U.S. soil. That's a violation of the Posse Comitatus Act. What's happened here is our generals were put in place to be loyal to their political masters, not to the country or to the Constitution. And this is a very near parallel. So instead of being loyal to their commanders, their generals, the officer corps, is loyal to their political party that put them in place. It's very similar. Here, economy. Hostile Germanic tribes outside of the boundaries of the empire and pirates on the Mediterranean Sea disrupt trade. We have that just in a different form. 
but you do have mass immigration that's disrupting the system inside the United States. So desperate for revenue, the government, you know, they start raising taxes. We've seen that. They're raising taxes all the time on us. Then it says as a result, you know, they start making coins that have less silver in them. You call that fiat money, folks. They just print it. And the more they print it, the higher inflation goes and the less your money is worth. Case in point, I was watching a show just last night about World War II and the B-17 bomber. In World War II, that four-engine bomber cost $250,000. Today, a B-2 bomber costs billions. Technology change, Joe. In World War II, the B-17 was the most technologically advanced bomber in the world, or one of them. So even if I account for technology, what you're looking at is what used to be. I, I used to be able to buy four of those bombers for a million dollars. Couldn't do it today. That's well, not technology, folks. That's inflation. That's the effect of inflation. That is how much of your money has been stolen from you over the years. Like, you know, Mr. Adams once said, one of the biggest problems we have in this country is that nobody understands currency. So agriculture faces problems. We've all got to eat bugs now because we can't grow enough food. No, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with agriculture. It's the people who are corrupting it. Like they said, you know, you over-harvested here. Well, we know better than to do that, but we also know that we can produce a lot more out of less land. But what have they done in return? No, 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 no. We got to use GMO seeds that can't reproduce. We've got to do this. We got to do that. We got to sell our corn to the ethanol people. And we're muddling with this and we're creating a food crisis globally. It's artificial. And there's a solution. It's called Shemitah, but we won't get into that. Yes, I know. Socially, feelings of loyalty eventually weakened among the average citizen. Well, we're already there. I don't support this government. I, I support the country. I don't support the government anymore. So it, it, you don't see people rushing to defend this country anymore. They're not willing to sacrifice for it. Cause the citizens to lose their patriotism. We're told patriotism is a poison. So you become indifferent to the country's fate. Brings us to here. This is just another slideshow that's in your homework. Political reasons, decline in patriotism, democracy did not exist in reality, which is what we have now. Citizens lost their tie, their voting rights to the state. We, our, our voting doesn't count anymore. I don't think it does. Patriotism became based on loyalty to the emperor, not on Rome. In this case, loyalty to a party. Most emperors did not inspire respect or loyalty. Yep, we've got that problem here in the United States. An east-west split. Yep, we have that. It's called left-right. Two empires created problems regarding loyalty. Yes, we have empires, all right. Political empires. The focus is the same. The, the problem's the same. The focus has changed. Now it's not it's not the Byzantine in the in the east and the Romans in the west where you got physical property. Although you do still have a little bit of the north and the east versus the west in this country, which is a trilateral split. What you have primarily now is an east-west. And in thinking, left-right. So no orderly secession. That's troubled in questionable elections. Yes, we have that. Murders. Forced suicides, what we, what we would call wokeism, you know, um, being canceled. That's how we do that today. But we have murders just on a massive level. They're called suicides, folks. Forced suicides, we still have that problem literally too. You know, right-handed people shooting themselves in the back of the left side of their head. I mean, a left-handed people rather shooting themselves in the back of the left side. It's things that don't happen. You know, like Vince Foster. 
shoots himself, then rolls himself up in a blanket and walks all across, you know, half a DC to hide under a, a bush in a park. Since in, in civil wars frequently accompany the transition from one emperor to the next, we have them of a sort. It's called BLM, Antifa, Occupy, this, that, and the other thing. Social reasons, population decline. If we did not have the mass immigration in this country right now, we would be suffering from that. Hunger, eh, not quite, but we do have food problems in this country. Plagues, well, they're artificially inventing them. Wars, yeah, now we've been at war for 20 years. Decline in intellectual culture, oh yeah, we got that all right. People did not dedicate themselves to public service and intellectual pursuits. We don't. Oh, I'm going to go become a teacher because I want to change the world, but that's not public service. That's self-worship. You're trying to be a god. You want to change the world. You're not serving the society. People instead spent their leisure time watching chariot races and gladiator contests or playing on the, on a video game or watching sports on TV or glued to their phone. Yeah, we're there. Religious division. Eastern and Egyptian cults took away the popularity and status of traditional Roman religion. Oh, we've got that going on in this country right now. You have the rise of paganism in this country. This is new faiths like Christianity directly questioned and challenged concepts such as imperial divinity. Christianity is largely on the decline in this country. If you read about the Roman culture, Christianity was seen as a net good in the long run, but that's irrelevant. That's not the focus today. Economic reasons, gap between the rich and the poor. We got that. Impoverished workers became tied to the lands. Yeah, you're pretty much tied to where you're at. You can't move back and forth, but this was... This is tying you to corporations more than anything. As few members of the lower class could afford to buy goods, no purchasing power, manufacturing and trade declines. Yeah, that's why we went to a service economy. Large estates became self-sufficient, further hurting manufacturing trade. Those are corporations. They become nations unto themselves. Military reasons. Roman Republic, armies were servants of Rome. In this case, armies have become servants of the political power. You know, we have to have a civilian defense force just as large and just as well-trained and armed as the military. You remember that? You remember how Hillary Clinton had a civilian defense force under the State Department that was well-armed and trained, funded by the United States, run by her and her State Department? Yeah, we've got those folks. And now the, the police departments in this country have been militarized as well. And they're loyal to not the people, anything but. Roman Empire, armies made up of uh, uh, unmade emperors, made and unmade emperor. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. That's the part that's always, you know, I've always wondered, how are you going to get right around that? Hold on. We'll get to that today. Reliance on barbarian troops, you know, mercenaries. Okay. So those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it. Edmund Burke. And we all know this. This is not a new idea. He's probably parroting a, a Greek or some other philosopher. Here's one that talks about Rome, but whoever made this meme is not talking about Rome. He's talking or she's talking about the United States. So I want you to ask yourself, we have open border problem. Check. Do we have corrupt politicians? Check. Do we have loss of a common language? Check. The welfare state. Do we have a welfare state? Check. Do we have violent forms of entertainment? Check. Do we have a, a decline of morality in our country? Check. 
Do we have a decline in fertility rates? I've done this before already in a show. Check. Do we have a rise in pedophilia? Oh, check, check. Do we have unchecked debauchery within our society? Check. Do we have class warfare? Check. Do we have unbearable taxation? Yep, check. Have we outsourced things like the military or, or industrialization? Check. Do we have trade deficits? Check. Do we have exploding debt? Check. Do we have money devaluation? Check. Do we have cuts in the military? Remember, I just did a show showing you that the Navy and the Air Force are in trouble. Check. Do we have terrorist attacks? Yes, check. So let me ask you something. Charlie, pop yourself in here real quick for us. Yes, sir. If we were Rome, should we have any reason to be feeling like we might be in trouble? <laughs> yeah, we're doomed. The only thing that's standing in this country's way so far at this point in time is the military. Not the Second Amendment, because we will not rally around. We won't form up on our own. We, the only thing saving us is the military. Yep. They don't control the military's heart and mind at the individual level, at the grassroots, you know, the enlisted rate level. What would happen if that changed? Um, we, we, we'd be... Um, Ripe for the picking? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good word. I, I was trying to think of one I could use on the show. <laughs> so if I show you how they're going to do that, would this qualify as one of the scariest shows I've ever done? Yes. If I show you how they're going to do it and you realize that this is easy for them to do, I mean, easy peasy, would that be scary? Uh, yeah, but no, it's not scary. What is it? It's terrifying. Hold on, folks. That's what we're going to do today. And, and eventually we'll get to a pop, apocalyptic. Or oh, that. yes, it will, because I found a few other stories I haven't shared with you yet, Charlie. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to be here today. All right. You know, you know, folks, we love you. We wouldn't <laughs> be here today. Trust me. No, I, I don't want to do this show. I don't because I, I, I understand what I'm giving you today. This is the highlights. I now understand that we're, we're in trouble. The world is in trouble. And we're not going to get out of this alive. Well, nobody gets out of the world alive unless, of course, you're here. <laughs> That's for why rapture. I said it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Charlie. Remember, I don't know if it's a direct quote because the Internet, you know, but I know he said words to this effect. America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we were destroyed. We destroyed ourselves. Abraham Lincoln. All right, folks, it's time to go to the shows, show notes for today to the to the stories and headlines for today's show. So I'm going to put this up and we're going to go through it. And it all comes from your homework, the blog page, the road to concord.com, the fall of the American empire. First story I have for you. Melon, uh, Maloney's Italy officially withdraws from communist China's belt and road global domination project. What is this? I've brought this to you already. China is funding infrastructure jobs throughout the world in the West especially, but throughout the whole world. They're paying for infrastructure, but what it is, is this is why the government wants you to take loans out. Because once you have borrowed their money, it comes with all that fine print and China gets to start controlling your country. Now, this is happening in the United States, big time. You know, they get to buy up 
uh, land near our military bases. They're allowed to buy up our, our businesses. They're allowed to take over our ports where we import everything. They're allowed to buy up our farmland. China is one of the largest landowners and corporate owners in this country. Why would that, why would we allow that? Well, I don't know, maybe because our ruling political class has been owned by China since Bill Clinton, but let's not go there, right? Yeah, let's. So Italy's like, no mas, we're going to pull out of this. I want to ask you something. How many of you have noticed that China, stories that really shouldn't be in our news is in, in the news a lot lately. Like today, I turned on MSNBC getting ready to set up the studio. And there's a story about lots of Chinese schools are closed because of too much snow. I don't give a rat's rip about Chinese schools in the United States. Why is that in the domestic news story in the United States? You're being told more and more and more to pay attention to China. But in a good way, you know, you worry about what's going bad for China. You ignore what China's doing that should go that might come bad for you. It, like, um, you know, when they remade Red Dawn. Originally, that was supposed to be the Chinese invading, but because Chinese funded the making of that movie, they had to rewrite it. Couldn't be the Chinese invading the country. China has much more of an effect in this country than you realize right now. That's because of their financial ties into this country. It's not something we should ignore, but we do. Next story. U.S. This is from the Epoch Times. U.S.-China military communications still in limbo. White House. Military-to-military -military communications are really important to reduce miscalculation and misunderstanding, Mr. Kirby said. And what they're going to go over is how the United States is not fixing it so that they can pick up the red line and talk directly to the Chinese if they ever need to. Why is this a problem? Well, first of all, why isn't that fixed? Somebody somewhere doesn't want that fixed. I have a question. Is it the American government that doesn't want that fixed or is it the Chinese that don't want that fixed? Because you know what? Th this is nudge. If that hotline doesn't work and we have a problem where, you know, Xi calls up and said, yo, Biden, we're about to invade Thailand or Taiwan, rather. We don't want you to do anything about it for 48 hours because by then, you know, it'd be too late to do anything about it. So they invade Taiwan and Biden very easily. We would all believe this stumbles around, pulls at his lip, gets lost on stage. And two hour, two days later, it says, well, you know, it was this communication thing. We couldn't talk to the military, you know, so we didn't know what was going on. And then by then, it's too late. They've already established their beachhead. Taiwan's fallen. Well, Joe, that would never help. You want to bet? Because they've the, the American government has something to blame. Oh, well, we just didn't have this fixed. This technical glitch. Go, golly! Look at there, Sergeant Carter's another one of them just wasn't our faults. You were elected to take care of this stuff, weren't you? Well, yeah, but it, well, oh, so what you're admitting is you're incompetent. Uh, you have a lot of these mistakes there, people in government on both parties, bureaucracies. You all see, it always seems to be chalked up to just some sort of supposedly innocent mistake. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. If it happens in politics, it didn't just happen. You can bet it was planned that way. FDR. Now, they'll tell you he never said that. Yeah, you better dig deeper. Okay, so we're not fixing things with China. Tucker drops bombshell. Biden Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin threatens to send Americans to fight Russia if Congress does not give Zelensky and Ukraine more money. Since when 
does the United States Defense Secretary extort Congress for money and the American people with the lives of their children? To go, why? Well, you know, military-industrial complex, right? You've got to keep the money flowing. The ruble must roll. Because not only does the government control that industrial complex, that industrial complex controls the government. That's what happens in fascism. This story should not be ignored. This is a threat by the State Department, which is the head of the deep state. This is really who's running your country, the State Department. They have been, even under Obama. They were running things behind the scenes when Trump was president. If you've dug into this, we've covered this in, on this show before. This is who's actually running things, is the U.S. State Department. That's the head of the monster. That's that's If you got rid of the U.S. State Department, you'd go along, them and the FBI, you'd go a long way to getting rid of uh, Hydra. Next story. These are all related, folks. I'll, I'll wrap it up for you in a little bit here. Stay put. What's her name there? Bubblehead. I don't like this woman. She says it's stunning. This is the press secretary. If you know who she is, you understand. It's stunning that Republicans are demanding a secure border. History will remember them harshly. Only if you win, bubblehead. Because otherwise, somebody else gets to rewrite this history. I, Honest to God, folks, some of the things that comes out of this woman's mouth, I cannot believe that she actually believes the things she says. If she is human at all and not a lizard person in a people skin, and I say that only half facetiously, if she's human at all, she's got to go home sometimes and goes, how the heck did I say that? Did I really bolt you? Yes. Aaron Spikes, is that who you're laughing at, Charlie? It is. Yeah. Folks, we're not going to share that <laughs> comment. Share that one, if you're not reading on Facebook, Aaron Facebook, is being... That's funny. Yeah, Aaron is being hilariously facetious in the comment section today. Next story. These are from the Gateway Pundit, but folks, remember, the Gateway Pundit just scarfs them down from other places. It says, developing border wall breach and mass incursion taking place in Lukeville, Arizona. Endless line of African illegals charge over the border. You can't say anything, Joe. You're going to be a racist. Hmm. You know what? I haven't read the story. I don't care. I know that the bulk of it's going to be fairly accurate. You know what I want to know? Are these Christian or Muslim Africans? Because there are no secular. From Africa, for the most part, they're not secular. They're religious people. I want to know whether or not they're Christian or Muslim. How much money anybody want to bet me these are predominantly coming from Muslim parts of Africa? Why is that important, Joe? Now you're going to be racist against Muslims? First of all, you can't be racist against a religion especially a political ideology masquerading as a religion. It's got nothing to do with race. It's got to do with ideology. Next story. Gateway Pundit again. This is Biden border crisis. Border Patrol's Tucson sector reports a shocking 18,900 apprehensions of illegal aliens in the last week. Highest total ever recorded, December 9th, 2023. In one week, how many did they miss? And that's just in that area, Tucson area, sector, 18,900 a week. Folks, that's an invasion. 
That is an invasion. Mm. I got to make a note. Bring this up toward the end of school. Class today, something I just realized. Oh, by the way, this is from the Epoch Times. Arizona Sheriff, illegal immigrants are being handed $5,000 visa gift cards. I was absolutely in shock when these agents came forward, said Pinal County Sheriff Mark Lamb. The border agents are giving these people $5,000 at a whack. And We're then... over the target. I think we lost Rumble. Did we lose Rumble? Yeah, I just tried. Uh, I uh, It was jo Josh Webb switched over from Rumble, and I tried to post a comment, and it failed. Huh. I'm seeing it still on mine. Well, my comment didn't go through. Interesting. It, we've at least lost the chat room on Rumble. I still... I just tried to refresh Rumble, and it, it's not refreshing. Video seems to be yeah. going. You can see that because of the, the screen right now is doing the, the infinite regress because I'm still sharing screen. Yeah. Okay, we're over the target. We're catching flack. <laughs> yeah, I totally lost Rumble. So the tortoise uh, says Rumble bad gateway five hundred two no image. Yep, and so Natasha, if you still have connectivity, you get a handle comment. How is it that Rumble doesn't want us up, but Facebook will allow this? Up? We, we should be on Twitch, uh, Joe. So uh, if you need that, uh, we are streaming to Twitch and Twitter, uh, but we looks like we lost Rumble. All right, folks. So. For whatever happened, Rumble decided they don't want anything to do with this. It's amazing that we're still on Twitch and Twitter and Facebook rather right now, but um, we're doing something right. At least I think so. There is no reason to censor a lie. You only censor truth. <sighs> Anyhow. Yeah, there you go. Another one, Natasha says, talking about the pneumonia outbreak in China. That's predictive programming. We're going to get to all of this before the show's over today. We Well, we're going to try. Now, let me get back to this real quick. I want to wrap this part up before we go to the break. So if we go a little long today, you know, that's one of the beauties of not having uh, paid sponsors. We do what we want. We're handing money to these illegal invaders. And now here's another one from the Gateway Pundit. Never-ending line of military-age men from Africa, the Middle East, illegally cross into Lukeville, Arizona on, on Biden's open border invitation. These folks are coming from Africa and the Middle East. I can all but guarantee you they're Muslim. They're Islamic. That's important. So this is from December 7th, 2023. This is just forever and ever. They just keep coming. Here's the part I wanted to get to you. We'll go to the break after I'm done with this. Senator Durbin. This is on real clear politics. There's a video of him actually saying this. This is the part that made it all click. Senator Durbin, we should allow illegal immigrants to earn citizenship by joining the armed forces. Have you, how many of you, Charlie, do you remember any of the stories recently about the problems they're having re recruiting? Oh yeah. They're, they're wanting to recall people right now, and they're yeah. going to take old folks and certain, you know, 50s and 60-year-olds. Yeah, just about all the services uh, missed their target for this year. Yes. 
that's predictive programming too. That's getting you ready to the fact that, oh my God, we're so bad in, the, in recruiting that we're going to have to use these illegal aliens. There it is, folks. That right there is how you get the Germans to run your military so that the military becomes loyal to whoever gives them their paycheck. And right now the officers are loyal to whoever the political party that put them in power is. This is how you take over the United States military. And this is how you blue helmet them without ever putting a blue helmet on them. One of the problems you always had is how do you arm this invading army? They're just going to take over the U.S. weaponry. You've already got a bunch of Mexicans in the in the military, and I mean Mexicans. There are going to be some Hispanic type um, Southern Americans, but there are a lot of Mexicans in the U.S. military, especially the Marine Corps. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with that because as long as you're me Mexican, most of those folks actually do want to come become part of America. There's still some semblance of the melting pot with their culture. But when you start putting these Islamic people from Africa and the Middle East into the military and the Chinese nationals who are coming over, that's it, Jack. Game over. Your military is loyal to the Democratic Party. And you're going to see before the end of this show today, when we come back in the second hour, the Democratic Party is loyal to somebody entirely other than you and I. Yeah, that right there is where we're going to start when we come back. So the part that scared me the most always throughout, ever since 1994 and a little before, how, or not scared, but puzzled me. The military will not obey your orders, the officer's orders. They will not fire on the American citizen. How are the powers that be that want to, you know, the proverbial they going to take over the United States if the military is not going to support their attack, uh, attempt? Now I know. They're going to do what Rome did. They're going to fill the military with mercenaries. And then they will cross the Rubicon. Have you ever heard that saying, crossing the Rubicon? It used to be in Rome that you could not allow the military across the river, the Rubicon River, or, or, or inside of Rome proper. They didn't want a military coup, so you couldn't bring the army that close to the seat of government. So when General, I think it was Maximilian, if I remember right, he crosses the Rubicon with his mercenary army after beating up on the, the Germans, the, you know, the Gauls and all those other people up there in Germany. And he crosses the Rubicon, and he takes over Rome by force with a mercenary army. Once they get this done folks and they have 50, 60% of the military, these illegal aliens. Yeah. Like Aaron said, prepare to defend yourselves, gentlemen, because you're going to be in a position where they can do whatever they want at that point. And these people will fire on American citizens. If you don't give up your weapons, and I'm going to tell you right now, the bulk of the American citizenry, they'll tell you now, today, I won't give up my rifle. Yes, they will. When it comes, push comes to shove, they are part of the debauched Roman citizenry. They will no longer offer their lives in defense of their country. They won't even offer their lives in defense of themselves or their family. I'm telling you, on a whole, that's exactly what will happen. And Charlie? I can now see how we're going to have to flee back to Israel. The last step in the prophecy that I haven't understood.
I get that now too. All with that one story, Senator Durbin or whatever the heck his name was. I get it now. I see how all this can, not necessarily will, can play out in a purdy darn hurry too. Yeah, that could happen pretty quick. Because there's some more stories I'm going to share with you in the second hour. And a story from one of your classmates last night ties right into this. He told me, hey, you got to listen to Mark Levin. Mark Levin was going over the the rise in anti-Semitism in this country. That is tied directly to what we're talking about right now. I don't know if you realize how, but it, it is. And I'll explain it before the show is over. But um, we're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. Get ready, folks. Get ready. We're going to go to the break just a little early. Six minutes. We'll see you when we get back.
All right, it looks like we got Rumble back up and working. Um, it, it, apparently, it was the entire Rumble site went down or something. I don't know. It's. I'm not going to say it was us this time, but I'm not going to tell you it wasn't that the enemy didn't want to shut us up today. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to take more credit than what is deserved here, but um, I do know that. Anyway, y you do the math for yourself. So what's going to happen here is you got them, the they, the proverbial they, setting things up in a perfect storm. They now know how to get the United States military out of their way, actually turn it into an asset in their column. So we're going to look at the Republican Party. They're going to save us from all this, right? You remember how they just kicked out one of their members? We can't kick out any other Democrats for any reason, but we can kick a Republican out, quote unquote, because he's corrupt. I don't know for sure. I didn't follow that story with any great detail. Maybe the guy was corrupt. But from what little I did read, it seems that the corruption is he's not corrupt. This is a case of Isaiah 5, 20, 21. If you're, law, if you're a righteous person, you're now corrupt. If you're corrupt, that makes you righteous. What, Joe? In other words, if you're a bad guy, in Washington's eyes, that makes you good. But if you're somebody who believes in law and order and you want to stop their version of good, that makes you bad. It's oppositesville. Yes, exactly, Clay told her. The guy wasn't convicted of anything, and he gets kicked out of the out of, what is it, the house. I, I don't give a rat's rip. You've got Republicans who will feed on Republicans at a drop of a hat, it, and they're supposed to help you? Well, what about this story? Let me share this one with you. Here we go. This gateway pundit again. They pulled it from somewhere else. This is says that Nancy Pelosi at least stuck around. Matt Gates responds to Kevin McCarthy's end-of-the-year resignation, leaving Republicans with a one-seat majority. Okay, well, that doesn't help the Republican Party either, does it? So how are the Republicans supposed to ever fight back when everything they do seems to be designed to weaken and hurt the party and, and to let their constituents down and allow the Democrats to, quote-unquote, win? And then you have something like this from the Gateway Pundit. It says, you just can't make this up. GOP House members are likely to elect former Soros Group spokesman as Speaker of the House who wanted to end Electoral College. And there's a video of this. Now, this is from back in October 21, 2023. Now, they got somebody else in there right now. That's not the point. The point is they even considered this guy. If you're connected to Soros and the GOP is going to have anything to do with you, the GOP is not your friend, folks. They're not going to help you. <laughs> folks. Can you read the, the chalkboard class? For those of you who are listening on the, on the podcast, destroying America will be the culmination of my life's work. George Soros. Yes, he said that. He also said that he's got a messianic complex, a strong messianic complex. He's got to save the world. Well, do you know who the greatest enemy to world peace is in George Soros's mind? The United States of America. Soros has said this too. China must lead the new world order, creating it, own, owning it, 
in supplanting the United States as the world's economic superpower. Financial Times, October 23rd, 2009. So, if the GOP was going to play with anybody that had anything to do with this man, how is that any different than the Democratic Party getting in bed with radical Islam? Where's the difference? Remember, this is the man who funds the uh, Open Borders Society. He's the one that primarily is one of the main reasons that the borders are wide open. He's one of them. But there's other reasons for it. I'm going to go to the next story here for you. This is the one where the GOP is messing with them. How about this? Oh, by the way, if you look for it, you'll find plenty of pictures of George Soros at the World Economic Forum. But this here is just Bubba with Klaus. This is a Bill Clinton in, in a Klaus Schwab minus his Klingon suit, you know, his little scary whatever the heck outfit he wears. This is from the Gateway Pundit. It says, Leo Holman, enjoy this Christmas season. It may be the last one we have to celebrate in quote-unquote normal times. The World Economic Forum warns that 2024 are likely to bring, quote, cataclysmic, unquote, changes. Uh, yeah, if you haven't been tracing the World Economic Forum with us, you have absolutely no idea what's heading your way. This is the reason you're going to be eating bugs. This is the reason that you're going to live in your 15-minute city. This is the reason you're not going to have a car. This is the reason that you're not going to have heat in the, in the winter or air conditioning in the summer. This is the reason that you're going to go back to living as a serf. Now, he's going to get richer and richer and richer. He's going to live more opulent than Solomon did. All of his people will. You and I, they're going to get rid of us. Starting within the next 10 years. What do you mean, Joe? We'll get to that before the end of the show. Matter of fact, let's see. Have you watched that yet? Gateway Pundit, full video. Tucker on Twitter, number 46, with the legend Alex Jones. Oh, Joe, I don't want you shush up. Pay attention. It's too hot to miss. New world order, elections, depopulation, and more. Yeah, I understand. It's Alex Jones. It's also Tucker Carlton. So are you going to dismiss Tucker Carlton as a conspiracy kook? All of a sudden, Tucker's not worth anything to us, to us anymore because he's talking to Alex Jones and because, you know, Elon Musk is, Musk is allowing Alex back on Twitter. I've told you before that my problem with Alex is he's not discerning enough. And it's not that he doesn't tell you the truth. It's that every now and then he allows just enough garbage in to discredit him. I don't know whether or not that's intentional. It might be, well, the only thing keeping the man alive. I don't know. But I know this. In this video, or one recently where Tucker's talking to him, he says, Alex, you predicted 9-11. You said that the World Trade Centers would be hit by airplanes and they were going to blame it on a man called Osama bin Laden. He predicted that in July of 2001. And Tucker goes, how did you do that? Basically, what Alex Jones says is it's easy. You just got to have a broad enough net to put the pieces together. And it dawned on me then I'm not as far removed from Alex Jones as I thought I was. Just maybe, maybe, maybe. And I don't know. Y'all have to tell me. Maybe a little more discerning. But Alex put it together. I've put certain things together. I put the growing fascism together 
two decades ago. I knew that was, and we have followed the path that, that I told us we would. And if you think I'm bragging on myself, I'm not, there's nothing special. Anybody who understood history and human nature and read and honored the threats that were being written back then two, two decades ago, you could have put that together. Anybody with a brain could have done that. It, I just stupid enough to write it down and, and say that I meant it. And it is still on the internet. Go to the Rio Norte line. You'll find it. Just look up Black Theory Actual and just start reading the stuff I wrote. You might want to watch this Tucker Carlson video with Alex Jones. Yes, he goes over how they plan to start depopulating the planet. And it's written. It's written on the World Economic Forum's pages. Just like, you know, Agenda 2030, 2034, they keep changing the number because it's they're dragging it out. But all the things that people have told you about, and you think they're conspiracy theory. I have linked you directly to the UN's page where they tell you this is what they plan to do. Nobody wants to read it. Now, I'm not necessarily talking to my class. But why is it? If you think, look how many people watch this show. We've been on for over a year. There's been time to catch traction. We're not going to. Well, it's because you're, you're a jerk. Whatever reasons. I don't care. We're bringing truth to you here in this show. It may not be the most entertaining, but I hand you the threads that you can run to ground for yourself. It doesn't catch. You know why? Biggest reason is people don't want to know the truth. Because once they know the truth, they got to do something about it. At the very least, they got to face the face the realities of the monsters they're dealing with. They don't want to do that, which is why when push comes to shove, you either have to use your weapons to defend yourself, even though it means that you're going to be the one that dies, or you surrender them and go lick the hands that now serve you. The majority of Americans will hand over their weapons and this nation will fall into servitude. The world will fall into a blackness, blacker than anything that, that we have ever recorded before. And the only thing that will save us is the Messiah returning. And if he doesn't, for all those people who think that the Bible is some sort of fairy tale, well, you will be placed into the matrix and the system will feed off of you. Congratulations, you blue-pilled the world in the process. You might want to read that story later when you get a chance, folks, about the one about what's coming. Artic Cordes says, have you read The First Global Revolution? I think it was published in 1991. No, not that one, but I've read The Fourth Turning. Have you read that one? There's lots, folks. There's lots going on. Next story. CNN. Van Jones was literally shaking when Vivek brought up the Great Replacement Conspiracy. Anyway, here's Van Jones in 2021. This is from Not the Bay. Oh, boy, folks. What happened here is, I guess this was on the debate, that uh, Vivek brings up the fact that they want to replace white folks. Well, Vivek is an Indian from India. You know, he's not white. So he brings this up, and Van Jones goes apoplectically nuts saying, this is a lie, this is a conspiracy, we're not trying to do that. Except, if you go down here from his tweet in February of 2021, Van Jones says that that's exactly what they want to do. Not only that, they want white people to be happy with being replaced. 
In other words, we want to enslave you and we, we want you to be happy about being enslaved. So that is what Van Jones said. So here in this thing with when he's on CNN and he, he's, he says, this is a conspiracy. He's gaslighting you or he's trying to gaslight the CNN audience and they will lap that right on up. Just like, you know, conservatives will lap up whatever Fox News tells them. I teach logic and fallacies. I teach history. I teach you to remember these things, not to memory hold them, so that when this stuff happens, you will on your own go, ah, wait a minute, Alex. I remember what you said back when. You're lying to me. And you turn off CNN because they've done this so often. You can't trust a thing they say. Remember, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. They might give you a kernel of truth every now and then. The amount of work you have to do to find it is not worth the time and effort. Fox News is no different. But, you know, whatever. Then they got this story for you. All of these are connected, folks. These are all connected. This is from a blog page. It says, World Economic Forum. Somebody has to be in charge of rationing freedom. That's why only central banks can create digital currency. What? Yeah, we can't have Bitcoin. That's freedom. We've got to ration that freedom. Excuse me. So we're going to have to do this globally. We're going to have central banks do the digital you know, currency because we can't have Bitcoin doing that. What does this really mean? This really means we can't have freedom. That's loss of our control. They're progressives. So whatever they say, the 180 degree rule works. Whatever they tell you, it's 180 degrees opposite. It says somebody has to be in charge of rationing freedom. What they really mean is we can't have freedom taking away our control. And that's what this story is all about. This is about destruct, destroying things like Bitcoin. Bitcoin showed them the way, showed us the way. This is freedom. This is the path to freedom, folks. You, you, you don't need, you know, you got something that we, it's still a fiat currency. Ain't no different than the dollar or the ruble or whatever else you're using. So as long as you have faith in it, it's got money. It's worth money. And that's why Bitcoin, you know, if you'd have bought it when it was like first introduced at two cents a piece and then sold it when it was up to like $48,000 a coin, you become the richest man that's ever walked the earth, just like that one kid did. And he owns his own island now, you know, trillionaire almost. And, well, we can't have that. that. That that People won't be under our control. They won't have to depend on it. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. So they're going to go to central currency. And they're talking in this article about, hey, you know, well, yeah, it's going to kind of get in the way of people being able to spend anonymously. And we'll put certain protections in there. But those protections, you know, we can override them whenever we want. This is all about how you're going to be ruled. All of this. You are watching, you know, the Bible is just a bunch of gunk. Well, you're watching the beast come to life right in front of your eyes. Mark Levin calls out the Democratic Party for tolerating anti-Semitism. I told you one of your classmates pointed this out to me. This is Mark. Uh, th th this is uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin last night. And he goes, not just the Democratic Party, he goes after uh, academia too, the colleges. Let me ask you a question. And oh boy, let me see how do I phrase this. What shade of brown, because we're all brown people, okay? What shade of brown is the average Jew? Hmm? 
You got that in your head? Did I say that sneakily enough that I might have got around the AI? Okay. Now, what book does the average Jew believe in? The Old Testament, right? Okay. Hold on to that. I, I got to talk in code here a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope that I got a lot of old-time class members here that can put this pieces together for me. Because I've told you before, this is an area I'm, I can't go. We're not talking in terms of skin color here right now. I'm not, I don't care about brown. I'm actually after something entirely different. But they're going to they're gonna couch it this way so that you can't look at it. You can't talk about this. It'll, it'll make them real easy for them to just label you a racist. You know, everything is racist, as Vody Bachman says. A, a, a very good Christian, black Christian man. Anyhow, that's the defense. So this is what Mark Levin goes into right here, right? About anti-Semitism. The next story in your homework is this one. Oh, no, that's not the one I wanted. Where did the heck did they go? Huh. I could have swore I pulled them up. Hold up, folks. I did something I shouldn't have done. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Got that one. Oh, yeah. Alex Jones. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. My bad. Got myself a little out of order here. But Levin's going after them for anti-Semitism, right? And my screens don't pay attention to that. I got all sorts of crazy stuff going on for you here. So I, I told you, you got Van Jones. They're going to replace one color of brown with people who are more brown. Different colors of brown. And we're told we can't think that way. And Mark Levin is going after them for their anti-Semitism. Because, you know, the people of the brown I'm talking about, they all tend to say it. To, 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 they tend, or did at one point, tend to believe the same book that the Jews do. Just they added to it, you know, the New Testament as well. And then we have this. The battle is being fought. One family, one physician, one health center. That's why we're doing as well as we are. We're talking about the minority and strategies mm. against the minority. So I have the solution. Every study published in the last five years, when you look at vaccine refusers, I'm not talking about well, hesitants, most of them we can talk into coming to terms, but refusers. We'll just get rid of all the whites in the United States because Houston is the most diverse city in the entire United States. There's seven Asian languages spoken in that city. I've been a minority for more than 20 years in the city of Houston. The, the majority is we call Hispanic. That is not a race or an ethnicity. That is a political designation. But a lot of them are from Central, South America, Mexico. Guess who wants to get vaccinated the most? Immigrants. Part that's of what, it. That's what made immigrants. People darker brown. Okay. I know this has been a little confusing. She just gave you a whole lot of admissions. First of all, she told you Hispanic is a political term. She's right. Just like we've used it for Islamic, where we, 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 we want to paint Islam as being a race. We paint them as Islamic. African-American as a single race. You paint them as you know African-American or whatever. All of this has been done for political purposes. And she just told you that. 
she's on the side that labeled you politically. So she knows, she knows what she's talking about. We've got to get rid of the white folks. It's got nothing to do with white. It's got nothing to do with skin color. This folks, this has got to do with spiritual battles. This is all spiritual. This is an attack, a concerted attack on the last vestiges of those who believe in the scriptures, old or and or new Testament, the last vestiges of Jews and Christians. That's what this is an attack on. Say, well, Joe, all those Hispanic people, they're very Catholic. Exactly. They're very Catholic. Now we're having internet problems. <laughs> we are over the target. <sighs> so about Taylor Swift and Matthew Perry. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get our internet back there, AI? Don't it worked. <laughs> Ah, sweet. <laughs> That's what this is about, folks. This is, this is, um, how's your spiritual warfare going? I know a lot of people won't, you know, they'll say, Joe, no, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. I was telling you just a little while ago, whoops, I'm just. I'm not doing well. I don't want to do this today, folks, because there's a lot going on in my head right now. Um, I never understood how you were going to get the American military out of the way so you could take over the country. Now I've got that. And now that I understand that, I also, I've never understood how God, Yahweh, was going to push Ephraim back toward the Holy Lands. I see that now, too. The scriptures tell me that God, Yahweh, you know, we've got to be careful here. Which God am I talking about? Yahweh. He uses all things to the good of those who believe and trust in him. All things. Do you notice what was central to everything that we've been talking about here right lately? Is that vaccine, vaccine, that vaccination, that jab. I've got another video that I've got a vet, but it, it's, it's, um, Fauci again, and he admits that the reason that he wanted all the lockdowns was to force people to take the jab. He wanted, he was nudging you. We're going to make, and he even says, we're going to make life so difficult and so miserable that they'll just take the jab. Why do they want me to take this stupid jab? Do you remember the video clip that we keep playing for you from the X-Files? Charlie, dump this one. Get that one queued up if you wouldn't mind, even if we've got to just dump it in and just have it ready yeah. to play when I ask you for it, brother, because that one, we've got to go back through that again, because everything I'm talking to you about, about you today is in that video. This vaccine, it's not a vaccine. It's a poison. It's killing people. The most vaccinated country in the world is Israel. Israel is going to be depopulated through this vaccine. They're going to need people. What is the one thing that is impermissible to the nation of Israel? It, it, you, they are not going to import people who do not believe in Yahweh. Because whether they're apostate or not is irrelevant. If you are a Bible-believing, especially if you're Messianic or Torah-observant Christian, they're going to welcome you with open arms, especially if you're willing to pick up a rifle in defense of the nation. Well, that's only about something like the neighborhood of 10% of all, you know, espoused believers, but that's, 
folks, that's, that's what, 3 billion people in the world. So 10% of that is 300 million people. 300 million people will not fit in the, in the nation of Israel today, but it will dang sure fit within the area that was originally promised to Israel from the river to the river, which hasn't happened yet. And it's supposed to. How are all of these prophecies going to be? I, I can see it now. I can see exactly how they're going to happen. There is so much going on in my head right now. I don't know how to explain it to people. That one story about the military, it connected so many things. I don't want to explain this because I now see just how much trouble we're in. They can pull this off anytime they want now. And here you have the World Economic Forum saying that 2024 is just going to be cataclysmic. And they use that word. How, you know, we're not going to have normal times again. I told you in 2020, normal was over. There were going to be no more normal. Not until they get to where they want us to go or until Yahweh sends his son back and ends all this mess. It's insanity. And it is. It's insanity. Mankind cannot live with this. They want to get back down under 500 million people. There was a reason the Georgia Guidestones were destroyed, and there's a reason nobody ever found out who did it. There's no interest in finding out who did it. They wanted them gone. Why? There was something on them they didn't want us to see. Something there they didn't want us to find. Something there they didn't want us to know about. I don't know. But they were destroyed not because of some kook crazy. They would have chased him down. And then just two more things I wanted to throw at you real quick before this. we go into something else here real fast. Um, undercover video shows top Pornhub scriptwriter talking about inserting trans and gay content to convert kids as young as 12. That's grooming. That's grooming. You're not allowed to say that. And then worse than Pornhub and OnlyFans... The New Mexico AG sues Meta Platform and Mark Zuckerberg following undercover operation involving minors. <sighs> What's why, why? Charlie, you got that video ready. Um, which do you remember? This is the X Files video. It's about five minutes long. Okay, so it's the longer one. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, the longer I got it. one. You ready? Yeah, folks, pay attention to the video. It's about five minutes. I want you to just just watch it, listen to it, and how much of what they are explaining can you actually see paralleled in the real world today? Go ahead and play it, Charlie. Tad O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability.
Now you say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. It, but it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay. So how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly. But in this instance, used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet, to kill everyone but the chosen by tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Our own government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent, or cruel, or efficient. By severe drought, brought on by weather wars, conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high-altitude electromagnetic waves. In a state of perpetual war, to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. And the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. Boy. Yeah, that's just a TV show, not like they have to tell us before they do anything. Yes, John Quest, you see, you're tracking. Fireflies going off in your head, aren't they? Folks, this is, if you watch the video with Tucker and, and Alex Jones, he talks about predictive programming. 
And he says, you see all of this stuff, usually a decade or more, it starts before it happens. And then when it happens, you're just naturally programmed to accept it. How many of you have noticed the number of stories that have been in the news lately about power failure, grid failure, or a cyber attack on our power grid, or a cyber breach on the power grid, or something like that? And they're talking about cyber attacks and power grid failures. Exactly what you were just told was going to happen in uh, the X-Files clip. Yeah, they've been having a lot of problems with somebody shooting up substations and such that caused the grids to go down and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then Mr. Holt here is correct. Says if if you were wondering why they're pushing so hard for digital currency, it's because it's the only way the government has to maintain any control over the country when the currency collapses. It is the government's only real plan to curb bank runs and unwanted rioting when the hyperinflation rears its head. They've already been hiding hyperinflation. Have you heard all the stories about banks just randomly closing people's yes. accounts that yes. have been account holders for decades? Yes, I've just heard that. For no reason, they can't find out, they can't get their money back. This is going to be a bail-in. They're going to steal your money. When they go to the digital, what they're also not telling you is if you've got money in the bank, they're just going to take it. For those of you on a 401k, it's going to suck to be you. That's that's the only source of wealth left. They have to take it. Folks, this is huge. And let me, let me do a conspiracy theory of Thursday on a Monday. I was watching the show just now, that little clip from the X-Files. They want to know about DNA. How do you shut all this down? They want to get down to 500 million people. And I, I, I know, I know this is, this is okay. Conspiracy theory time. Remember Joe is a Bible conspiracy theorist. So those of you who are listening still pay attention real close. Cause I'm going to just throw a spitball war, war gaming idea at you that came to me just now while I was watching that clip DNA. Oh boy. Why do we have all these 23 and me and trace your ancestry and collect your blood and get everybody? Everybody's got to be DNA profiled. They want the whole world that way. We do know that they are using CRISPR technology and these vaccines to do something to your immune system. It has been targeted. Why do we want to get down to just 500 million people? What does the vaccine have to do with anything? Blah, 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 blah. There's this little prophecy in Genesis. Your seed will bruise his heel. His seed will crush your head. Well, everybody says his seed. Well, that's the Messiah. Well, her seed, the woman's seed. Yes, that is a messianic prophecy. But pay attention to the full context there. It says not Satan will bruise his heel. Satan's seed will bruise the heel of her her children and her children. Her seed will bruise so what you have is multiple things going on there at one time. It's not just messianic. I am seriously wondering, are the people that they want to preserve, you know, the select chosen few, are those Satan's seed, which you and I would call the remnant of the Nephilim? Hmm? Because they're going to be with us until the end because we would not destroy them, Israel 
would not destroy them as they were told. So maybe it wasn't at the cross when he crushes their head. Maybe it's when he returns. Well, Joe, that's not, oh, really? Stop. Freeze. My Jewish brothers and sisters are still waiting for the Messiah. They missed his first coming. So why are you Christians going to assume that the crushing of the head of the serpent was at the cross? Because after all, that's talking about the seed. If our Jewish brethren can misread prophecy, we Christians sure can as well. And it fits with everything you were just told in that X-Files clip. Every piece of that. Now, if you want to scare yourself to death, after you've heard me just say this, now go read First Enoch. That will be a horror story for you then. Because not the fact of what all it's explaining. The horror story is going to be the fact that all of a sudden you're going to realize everything that you just kind of said you believe in. Now you really do have to believe in it. Because it was written and described in great detail 2,500 years ago. And you just had a stupid little movie tell you that that's exactly what they're still doing. You know, it's not like Enoch tells me that they have man-beast things running around that are half man, half cow. Or half man, half goat. Uh, we see those stories in the Bible. That's all just myth. We're not going to have half people running around it. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, we do. Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. Yes. You have guerrilla men running around in this country now. You know, I mean, not in this country, but in this world. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. The Asian cultures have already spliced guerrilla DNA in with human DNA to make super soldiers. We know it happened. We don't know what the results of it is. Nobody's told us. You think they stopped there? Yes, William Holt, it was in China. See, I'm not the only one that knows about these things. <laughs> when we read it, we think it's all craziness. No, it's not. The key that makes all of this work is understanding the scriptures. <laughs> oh gosh i'm sorry folks this one's too good we got to share it so aaron spike says yay daryl t-rex bro if you're listening we now know that you are a gorilla human hybrid <laughs> that we call bigfoot <laughs> and his pictures on facebook <laughs> yes <laughs> posing for bigfoot magazine <laughs> with his raccoon <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i needed that because i was starting to really <laughs> anyway everything that we've been we've been talking about here on this show for you know 322 shows now it, it, you're gonna find a all of the things that i worry about and fret over you know and predict and what it, it's all in the headlines it's there. It's just a matter of whether or not you, you know what you're reading when you read them. And it's a matter of whether or not you're paying attention. Do you catch them always? If you're watching the legacy mainstream media, then you're watching predictive programming. They're manipulating you. But it, it, the key is learning to be discerning of it. Um, when I teach the Bible, my goal is not to teach you 
read this, don't read that. My goal is to teach a believer discernment. Teach the scriptures well enough that you can be discerning so that, okay, I understand the basics of the scriptures really, really well. Now I can go read the Apocrypha and the Pseudepigrapha. I can read First Enoch. I, I can read another teacher's understanding of scripture. And I'll know when they're on target and when they're off target because each of us is given a piece. Our AI is gone. So they got to our AI. They, they got a worm in there and they, they killed her. Man, this show. <laughs> so each of us have given a piece of the puzzle, and you have to be discerning to know, okay, well, that that tracks with Scripture, that doesn't. Well, because I've learned a little bit of what the Bible's actually telling me, and I've gone and I and from a biblical cultural you know worldview from from their time, the way that with the way the Scriptures actually understood it, and I've understood the prophetic language a little better. I look at the world today, and I'm like, I know right where to put it. If you've listened to me any any length of time, y'all do realize that, you know, if the screen here is a picture, the edges of this this puzzle, this piece of puzzle that we've got here, the edges are the Bible. It, it, everything else I put into the scriptures. So whatever happens in the world to me, I just throw it down where the scriptures say it goes. Lo and behold, it fits. And this is why I, that's why I look at it this way. Not because I'm trying to force it to fit the religion I chose. No, I, I chose the faith I chose because everything else that I've seen in this world and that I've learned over 57 years fits exactly what the scriptures tell me. So for me, that's truth. That's capital T truth. I have to go that way. So I don't know. <sighs> Mr. Holt was uh, hitting back on this. He says, uh, labs in China have experimented with this simian human chimera embryos supposedly they destroy the resulting embryos in utero but i think we all know that there is no way that they abandon a project that has shown proof of concept you are correct that would go against human nature man always thinks they can control these things right up until caesar turns loose and the next thing you know you're full blown down the road to planet of the apes oh wait a minute maybe we have another predictive series of movies that are in there telling us what's going on Thanks, Mr. Holt. Appreciate that. Now I have to look at those uh, Planet of the Apes videos with an entirely different light. <sighs> anyway, that's the show I have for you today. We're going to cut out of here just a few minutes early. And The big one here, folks, is they now have a path to take the United States military out of their way and turn it into an asset. Watch for it. Watch. They'll probably do it by a decree of the president without Congress, and they'll do it quietly. Once that happens, and Aaron's right, I know it's joking and it's funny, you know, we're quoting a movie, but gentlemen, prepare to defend yourself and your families. Because, um, you know, the United States military is only about roughly 2 million people right now, two two and a half million people. They can quadruple it in size as soon as they start taking these illegal aliens into account. If you've got 20,000 a week just in that one area coming across, you could have easily imported several million this year alone. They've been doing this for decades. Also, by the way, another thing, 
the Bible talks about how the, the dragon will try to destroy God's people with a flood, flood of water, opens his mouth and tries to flood them. The prophetic language, that's a flood of people. Water is people, godless people. And, and, and by godless, I mean not Bible, okay? The Gentile pagan people. In other words, Satan tries to dilute God's seed to the point where they're not enough of them being born, and eventually they just breed out. And there's nothing left but Satan's seed. So that fits exactly as well. Everything I'm seeing now tells me, well, you know, if we're going to be doing science fiction, danger, Will Robinson, danger, danger. It's everywhere. So... <laughs> Road Dog says thanks for thanks Joe for the experience we all had today. We were definitely over the target. Yes, I saw it myself. The Patrick ending, Patrick Henry ending. John, okay, we can go out that way. You, you think you could make that happen when we get ready to sign off, Charlie? I can do that. All right, that'll be our exit. Um, folks, we are going to sign off today. I do not know what we're doing tomorrow. I told Charlie, it's very likely we'll do another one of these Joe unhinged days tomorrow where I, 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 the, the good side of Joe shows and I try to tell people, Hey, you know, we, we still have hope. Things can still go well. We'll see. Um, but today's bothering me a great deal. I don't know if it shows those of you who know me fairly well, probably know when, when I can't put my thoughts in really good order, that doesn't mean I'm confused. It means there's too much spinning around in the head for me to grab it and put it down in an order that most people can assimilate. Um, this is scary stuff that I've run into. It's scary to me because now I see how it all just plays out. So we, we're going to get out of here just a little early. Charlie will get that video ready to go. It, yeah, Joe Ranning Show. We love each and every one of you. We thank you for being here. If anything we've done today is of any value to us, to you in any way, shape, or form, we ask that you do share it with your friends and family, but man, maybe not this show. You know, if you do share this, share it directly, send the link right to them because we do know that social media plays games with our feeds. Um, get them ready for me, however you want to explain me. And otherwise, hey, if nothing else, hit the up likes and the rumbles and the whatever thumbs up buttons because that talks to uh, Charlie and our AI and I. Let's us know that we did okay today. Um, in our AI seems to, I, I think she's got a virus. She poofed and she didn't come back. So yeah, she did put in private chat. She had to go. All right, cool. So she had to go. All right. I was thinking that maybe Charlie would have to reprogram her again. Just, that that never, never goes well. Charlie can't ever duplicate her. You know, it's a memory loss and all that stuff. Y'all take care. Tomorrow is teaching Tuesday. We'll have something, but it very well might just be a Joe chat instead of a Ted talk. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Worship Wednesday, we'll be back to just talking on scripture this week. Thursday, I'm toying with a really cool uh, throw it all together pro uh, conspiracy theory. I might even have a little Alex Jones in this one. And then Friday, we're still going to be on the, uh, the Hebrew roots movement, applied logic to, to a scriptural problem. Um, and we'll go from there. Otherwise, we're out of here. Y'all take care of yourselves. And we're going to sign off with a little bit of Patrick. We'll see you tomorrow. Gentlemen, there is no longer any ground for hope. If we wish to be free, 
if we wish to preserve inviolate those inestimable privileges which belong to us as free men. Aye. Aye. If we mean not basely to abandon the, the noble struggle in which we have been so long engaged, in which we have pledged ourselves never to abandon until the glorious object of our struggle be obtained, then we must fight. Hey, hey, I repeat it, sir. We must fight. Hey, 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 and, the hey, hey, and to the God of hosts is all we have left oh, us. Arms, Mr. Henry. What arms? We are weak, They tell us, sir, that we are weak. Unable to cope with so powerful an adversary. But when shall we be stronger? Will it be the next week? Or the next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed? Shall be stationed in every house? Shall we acquire the means of effectual resistance by lying supinely on our backs, hugging the delusive phantom of hope until our enemy hath bound us hand and foot? Sir, we are not weak if we make a proper use of those means the God of nature hath placed in our power. Three millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty and in such a country that which we possess are invincible by any force our enemy can send against us. Besides, sir, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations, who will raise up friends to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant, the active, the brave. <laughs> Besides, sirs, we have no election. Should we be base enough to desire it, it is now already too late to retire from the contest. There is no retreat but in submission and slavery. Our chains are forged, their clanking may be heard upon the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable, and let it come. I repeat it, sir. Let it come. Mr. we speak for peace, sir. It is in vain to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war is actually begun. The next gale that blows from the north shall bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that they wish? What would they have? His life so dear or peace so 
sweet has to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God! I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty! Oh, give me death! Well, sir,